This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to my show, Our Constitution, where we deal with the constitutional issues in this country that are affecting all of us, and there are more and more issues every day. Because our Constitution is being shuffled aside, being attacked, uh, being perverted, and tomorrow is the day when Obama is essentially going to come out and declare himself a dictator. He's going to effectively abolish the Constitution, he thinks, and say, look, I can do whatever I want, but the checks and balances in the Constitution mean nothing. I no longer have to abide by them. I no longer have to have the Congress pass laws. I will make the laws myself. I will refuse to enforce any laws passed by Congress that I don't like, and I will amend any laws uh, anytime I want to. That is a dictatorship. That is what dictators do. Under our Constitution, in essence, the President of the United States has no authority over immigration laws in this country at all. But that's what he's going to do tomorrow night. He's going to come make a speech in which he's going to declare de facto amnesty for probably 5 million or more illegal immigrants. He's going to basically shut down our border patrol. Oh, yeah, he's going to do the pretense of I'm going to put more money into border security. But that is meaningless if the border security agents, if our border patrol people, are not allowed to enforce the law. And essentially what he's going to say tomorrow night is that here's the way it's going to work. The border patrol cannot arrest or detain anybody coming across the border illegally unless they suspect they're terrorists. Well, how do you know unless you arrest or detain him and then try to find out? He's essentially saying everybody's going to be allowed in. He's given an open invitation to people all over the world, and that includes people that support terrorism, to come across our border, and our agents can, if they do stop them at all, they have to send them on their way, unless they're carrying a bomb or illegal drugs, although I'm not even sure about the illegal drugs anymore. But Obama is declaring that he is making the new immigration laws in this country, which are essentially no immigration laws in this country. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution states that the Congress shall have the power to establish uniform rules of naturalization. Well, that's the only thing it says about uh, immigration in this country. But if the Congress has the power to establish the rules for naturalization of citizens, it obviously has the power to control the flow of people into this country, to establish the rules for immigrating to the United States. Those rules have been established. Congress has made those rules for years. Those rules are in place, and Congress has not changed those rules in recent years. Yet, the president has decided that he is going to change the rules, that he is not going to enforce the laws, so he's going to create this de facto immigration. What I'm hearing here on the border in Texas is, is that already, just on the basis of the president announcing a couple of weeks ago that he might do this before the end of the year. And remember last week on the program, if you were listening to the program last week, you remember me saying, I thought it would happen before Thanksgiving. Well, here we go. The Thursday before Thanksgiving is when he's going to do it. So we knew this was coming, and also the people who want to come into this country illegally knew it was coming. 
So they're coming in by the thousands already. What's it going to be like after he announces this de facto amnesty? Now, that amnesty is not going to apply, obviously, to the new people coming in, but it doesn't matter because they're going to come in with the understanding that they're not going to be deported, that they're going to be able to take American jobs, or they're going to be able to live off the dole. They're going to be have their food, housing, education, and medical care all paid for by the United States taxpayers, the citizens of this country, who pay the taxes. They're going to be part of the entitlement society, and eventually Obama will grant them amnesty. And he's going to eventually grant everybody a path to citizenship because he wants these people to be, be two things. Number one, he wants them to be controlled by the federal government. And when I say controlled, I mean that they will make their living from the federal government. They will be have the entitlements, they will have the free education, the free food, the free everything, essentially, from the federal government, and they will be beholden to the federal government. They will also be eventually granted a path to citizenship so that they can vote. And the idea here is to bring in enough illegals in this country, make them citizens, they're going to be beholding to the Obama administration and to the Democrats and to the federal government, and they will vote for the Democrats, and they will turn states like Texas, which is a solid red state, they will turn it blue eventually. And the same is true of Arizona, and the same is true of Louisiana and other states where they're going to be dumping all these illegals. We don't have the infrastructure here in Texas to take care of more illegals. We've had 3,000 illegal children enrolled in the Houston, Texas public schools this year alone. 3,000 new enrollments. None of them are paying taxes. None of their families are paying taxes. Yet they are getting the same education that American citizens are getting. American citizens, their families are paying for that education. These people are not. So those 3,000 students are putting a strain, to say the least, on the Houston, Texas school system. Having recently moved from Dallas, I saw in Dallas a strain that was being put on. I mean, we have schools in, in areas of Dallas and outside of Dallas where virtually nobody speaks English anymore. These schools are two-thirds or three-quarters Hispanic. The culture has become Hispanic. They're not being taught about American history. They don't care about American history. They're not being taught about the American form of government. Like none of our students are being taught about the Constitution anymore. That's almost verboten in a lot of schools. You don't talk about the Constitution unless it is to disparage the Constitution or to say that obviously Obama knows what he's doing with this new immigration approach, this amnesty, this executive action, because Obama used to be a constitutional law professor. I've heard that two or three times on television. Number one, he was never a constitutional law professor. He was a constitutional law instructor part-time for a very short period of time. Basically, what he had to say about the Constitution back then was that he did not believe in it and thought it should be discarded. He used to criticize the Constitution as being out of date and archaic, 
and that we needed a whole new system of, of laws in this country, primarily laws that were made by the progressives, by the far left, laws that would control the American people. Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution says that the president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That's the key to this whole immigration action that the president's going to take tomorrow night. He is going to essentially say, I am violating that requirement in the Constitution. I am violating my oath of office to preserve and protect and defend the Constitution. And I am going to not only say that I'm not going to faithfully execute the laws passed by Congress, I'm going to abolish the laws passed by Congress. I'm going to do that in order to make a bunch of people who have already committed a crime by coming into our country, I'm going to make them legal. He's already been taking it further. He and Eric Holder have been releasing thousands of illegals from federal prisons or letting those that whose sentences have been served and who are scheduled to be deported after they serve their sentences, he's not having them deported. They're releasing them back on the streets of this country. 68,000 that we know of so far. And we're not talking about minor criminal charges here. We're not talking about DUIs. We're not talking about possession of marijuana with no intent to sell. We're talking about murderers and rapists and pedophiles and spousal abusers, armed robbers, you name it. They're out on our streets. And Obama wants to make them citizens, essentially. So we have a situation where Obama is going to be using, abusing the laws of our country in order to create a new voting constituency for the Democratic Party. And the Democrats are going to go right along with it. They continue to do it. And the Democrats, you know, they they won't stand up against Obama. And I'm not sure the Republicans will, effectively. Because, you know, I've been talking about the situation with ISIS and uh, fighting war against ISIS and how ludicrous it is for Obama to promise ISIS that he will not be putting our troops on the ground. You don't tie your, one of your hands behind your back when you're going to war. You don't tell the enemy what your plan of action is. You don't leak to your enemy what your plan of action is. Yet Obama has done all of that. Now, I talk about how that's a terrible strategy that, that's counterproductive. It emboldens our enemies. Yet that's what Obama does. But now we have the Republican leadership in the Congress essentially taking impeachment off the table. They're saying, oh, we're not going to impeach Obama regardless of what he does. That wouldn't be a good idea. The man commits impeachable impeachable offenses on a daily basis. Every time he violates his oath of office with executive order or lying to the American people or doing anything to denigrate our Constitution, every time he does that, he violates a federal statute that authorizes up to a year in prison and a fine of up to $10,000 for anybody who violates that oath of office by doing something to denigrate the Constitution or attempt to destroy our constitutional form of government. 
Obama does that all the time. Those are the high crimes and misdemeanors that justify impeachment under the Constitution. Yet we have the Republican leadership in the Congress saying, he didn't have anything to worry about from us. We're not going to try to impeach the man. We don't want people to call us racist. We don't want people to say bad things about us. Well, guess what? That's going to happen anyway, regardless of what you do. I've drawn up articles of impeachment, legal, formal articles of impeachment, which would form the basis for this man being impeached. Now, a lot of people are saying, no, you don't want to do that because it's, it's not a good idea. Uh, you know, that will just make Obama stronger in the eyes of the public. I think Obama's shooting himself on the foot in so many ways that it's not going to make him stronger in the eyes of the public. But the bottom line is, is how else are we going to stop this man? He's going to continue to do what he's doing. He's going to continue to denigrate the Constitution of the United States. He's going to continue to use executive orders. He's going to continue to allow illegals to come in this country, bringing the diseases they're bringing, uh, bringing the possible weapons and terrorist leadings they're bringing, all of which is ultimately going to cause major violence in this country because these terrorists are there. They're here. We know they're here. We know they're ISIS, they're Al-Qaeda, and others are in this country now. Obama will continue to do whatever he wants to do. And the Republicans saying, oh, we're not going to uh, approve any of your nominees for federal courts or for cabinet positions. We're not going to approve any of those. That's the way they intend to punish him. He didn't care. He didn't obey the federal courts to begin with. He's doing things that the Supreme Court has said are illegal. He's doing them on a daily basis. Supreme Court says something's unconstitutional. Obama doesn't care. He didn't care about the Constitution. So what's he got to be concerned about at this point? Well, we'll talk more about that after the break. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. This is Denise Simon. 18 hours a day, I live in a world as an intelligence analyst. What I find is reprehensible, what I find is terrifying, what I find is treasonous. The mainstream media has completely failed the American people. So join me for the Denise Simon Experience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, 
the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help okay, you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to America's Web. I'm sure I'm minor, but I do have a lot of people that pay attention to my blog. And some of my articles have been reposted on other websites. Uh, the article I wrote before I did the formal articles of impeachment, the article I wrote about impeachable offenses almost two years ago, received 25 million hits on one website alone. So I do reach people in my blog on the Constitution at www.michaelconnelly.com. They want to shut me down. Obama doesn't want somebody like me talking about the Constitution and having thousands of people following me and paying attention to what I have to say. He's just not going to tolerate that. He's not going to tolerate the fact that independent conservative groups ran ads on the Internet, ads that they often created themselves, trying to get the Democrats thrown out or trying to, back in 2012, get Obama defeated, all of which were unregulated, like the regulations on television radio ads. Internet's basically unregulated. It's the bastion of free speech in this country. It's the bastion of free speech in the world. A lot of other countries have already started regulating it to stop free speech, and now Obama wants to do the same thing. He's told the FCC to push for what's called Internet neutrality. Well, there's no neutrality about it. What Obama wants to do is control the content of the Internet. And if you read between the lines, that's exactly what he's going to do. Let's take our second break now. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. 
Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Having the FCC-controlled Internet content is just one of the ways that Obama wants to limit free speech in this country. Uh, I've talked to him on the show before, and I felt like they were probably going to do it prior to the election, but I thought maybe, I think they did do it simply because of the backlash that would have made it even worse from Democrats in this past election. But your Internal Revenue Service, uh, unable to illegally accomplish what they wanted to accomplish, and that was to shut down essentially free speech among conservative groups, and they did shut down the fundraising and a lot of the conservative groups effectively by just refusing to re- to approve them for 501c3 status or 501c4 status, in other words, a tax exempt status, and these organizations could not raise money. Uh, they were being intimidated by the fact that they were being asked to turn over their membership list and to give information out about the emails, addresses, the physical addresses, the telephone numbers of not only members but contributors. And this works in the 2010 election. We don't know how effective it was, but we believe it was very effective in keeping a lot of these organizations from participating in the election cycle. The same happened in 2012. The scandal broke which has simply been shoved under the carpet. Uh, nobody seems concerned about the fact that the IRS has repeatedly lied to us about losing Lois Lerner's emails, and they didn't lose them, but we still can't have them, we still can't see them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact is, is that the IRS has decided to continue with what it was doing, just take a different tact. They have proposed regulations which we at the United States Justice Foundation filed an opposition memorandum to, they have proposed regulations that would essentially shut down the free speech of me and conservative groups and people like me and people, uh, groups like the United States Justice Foundation and the Tea Parties and many, many others, shut down our free speech during the election cycle. Essentially, these rules tell us that for 60 days prior to an election, we cannot endorse candidates. Now, we don't do that anyway at the United States Justice Foundation. We're not allowed to endorse candidates under the 501c3 regulations. But we do talk about the issues. We would not be allowed to talk about the issues. Groups like the Tea Parties would not be able to, example, go out and hand out voting records of the various candidates or incumbents involved in election. They couldn't go and canvass voters and try to sign up people to vote. They couldn't have a voter registration drive. Even though when you have a voter registration drive, you're just trying to sign up people to vote. You're not trying to influence them to vote one way or the other. Just get them registered. That would be shut down. No criticism of incumbent politicians, Republican or Democrat, would be allowed by conservative groups. No criticism of the President of the United States would be allowed. We essentially would have to shut down this radio show. If I talked about the Constitution, that would be considered political. I mean, you know, you have people being denied the right to vote in voting places because they come in wearing an NRA hat. I mean, wearing a T-shirt that says, God bless America, and the voting, the Democratic voting judges decide that that's political, that's campaigning. 
and throw them out. Now you have the IRS essentially wanting to do that to every conservative group in this country. And when I say conservative group, I mean because labor unions, their political action committees, their membership would not be prohibited from doing anything that they do, and that's including endorsing, endorsing candidates, handing out flyers, voter registration drives, criticizing incumbents. They can do all of that. We just can't do it. Conservatives can't do it. So that's another move that the IRS is making, the federal government and Obama are making on our freedom of speech. Now we have the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, wanting to impose more rules and regulations on corporations and individual associations like the 501c3s, more rules and regulations about what we can do during the election cycle, how much money we can contribute, how much money we can raise, all kinds of rules and regulations. But this is the one that I got hit with recently and which the United States Justice Foundation, we immediately had our attorneys prepare an opposition memorandum to this because this is horrendous. This is unbelievable. The Constitution of the United States provides for two ways to amend the Constitution. One is for the Congress, by two-thirds majority, to pass a, or three-fourths majority, I should say, to pass a resolution amending the Constitution. That then has to be submitted to all of the states, all 50 state legislatures, and three-fourths of them must ratify this new amendment. It's time-consuming, it's a tough process, but it was meant to be. Because basically the Constitution is very well written and really doesn't need to be changed a whole lot. That's the primary process. The secondary process is for the members of three-fourths of the state legislatures in this country to adopt a call for a so-called con-con, a constitutional convention, or some people like to call it a convention of the states for the purpose of amending the Constitution. Now, I'm not a supporter of this this move, although many of my fellow conservatives out there are, and we, you know, could have our friendly disagreements over it. Uh, we agree to disagree. My problem is, is that that's about all that's said in the Constitution about this. There's really no way that it could be controlled. In other words, the idea behind a lot of my friends have it, conservative movement is that, well, we'll have a constitution and we'll propose ten amendments and we won't go outside of those ten amendments. And they would be things like a ballot, ballot, balanced budget amendment. Well, I'm not sure that you can control in the constitution what exactly is considered at a constitutional convention. It doesn't seem to be any fixture or way to do it. You don't know how the delegates will be chosen. The assumption is made that the delegates will be chosen by the states, but will be their uniform selection for delegates. Will each of the states have the same rules for choosing delegates? In some states, will the delegates be chosen by the legislature? In some states, will they be elected by the general population? In some states, will there be a combination of both? How is that going to be set up? Well, the federal government has decided they're going to decide this for us. And the ethics proposed that 
if there is a call for a constitutional convention, all delegates chosen would be federal officials. In other words, under control of the federal government, which means they would also decide how these delegates are selected. So you couldn't just have, in the state of Texas, say we're entitled to have one delegate apiece, each per state, or one delegate, say, per each district. If it's one delegate per state, then you'd have an election, and one person would be elected. But if they set it up for each congressional to have a delegate, then you would have a lot of people running in the state of Texas. Now, the federal government, if the SEC does this, the federal government would come in and say, okay, here's the way it's got to work. you got to have a certain number of minorities. You can't just elect anybody you want. You have to have a certain number of gays. You have to have a certain number of... Hispanics, you have to have a certain number of blacks, you have to have a certain number of Asians, you have to have a certain number of whatever they want to choose. In other words, you're not going to have a free election. The federal government is going to ensure that they're going to choose the people that they want elected. And if they control the Constitutional Convention, what's going to happen? You talk about a runaway convention, you're going to have a runaway convention like you would not believe. They will essentially abolish the Constitution. They will abolish the First and Second Amendments to the Constitution. They'll probably abolish the entire Bill of Rights. They'll abolish the balance of powers. They'll essentially set us up as a dictatorship. This is the new FCC regulations, or FEC regulations, that are being pushed right now. Then I've written in my blog, and again, the blog is at michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. I've written about the proposed regulations at HHS, where Obama's already signed an executive order to this effect, but now the HHS wants to implement it, saying that the HIPAA law is no longer applicable, that your medical records are no longer being protected, Right now, the law requires that your medical records cannot be given to anybody, and that includes a government agency, without your permission. Obama's amended that. HHS proposed the rules and regulations to put it into effect. Essentially, if you have ever taken certain medications, like medications for ADD or ADHD, or if you have uh, ever gone to a doctor and said you were depressed, whether or not you were treated for it, or whether or not you were, it was clinical depression, if you've ever had PTSD, not just from being a soldier, but also from being in an automobile accident or losing your job or losing a loved one. If you've ever been diagnosed with PTSD, your medical records, or if been any of these reasons, will be turned over to the FBI so you can be declared, be declared to be incompetent and mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others, and you will then be put on the next list. That's a national and criminal background checklist that says that certain people in this country cannot purchase firearms legally. You will be put on that list. Then you have Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms that helps maintain that list and provide information to the FBI if people about people will be put on it that wants to basically change the definition of mental illness. Now, the law requires adjudication. 
court or administrative judge have a trial to decide whether or not mentally ill is the point of danger to yourself or others, which is a criteria for being on the next list. Eric Holder decided that did, didn't apply anymore, that anybody who worked for the federal government can declare you mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. So now BATF is stepping in and saying that one of the criteria is that if you've been found to be mentally incompetent to stand trial or a court has ruled you to be mentally ill and institutionalized you, you go on the next list. BATF rules say that if you've ever been to see a psychiatrist under court order, for example, if you're in a custody dispute in family court, and the judge decides to order everybody in the family have a psychological evaluation, that doesn't mean you've been institutionalized. That doesn't mean you've been found mentally ill. That just means you're being evaluated. But these new rules and regulations that fall who has mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself and others and require the next list. Let's take our final break now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. One rule after another, one regulation after another, one law adopted by Obama and Obama only, one after another. This is an all-out assault on our Constitution. Make no mistake about it. He wants to destroy this country and destroy our Constitution. And he wants to break our backs financially. Because here's another set of regulations coming down the pike from the EPA. And we're talking about thousands of pages of new regulations, many of which were withheld until after the election because they're going to have people so upset. These are rules and regulations that deal primarily with energy and are implementing the so-called Greenhouse Treaty that Obama's entered into. And by the way, did you hear about this nonsense the news media is putting out, uh, praising Obama 
for the historic agreement he reached with China on a recent trip. Historic agreement. The United States is going to agree to cut greenhouse emissions dramatically. And that means loss of American jobs because of the greenhouse emissions. A lot of scientists now agree that they're meaningless when it comes to uh, affecting the world's climate. But there is no such thing as climate change being man-made. The climate change is something that happens naturally over periods of years. But we have the media touting this historic agreement. The United States is going to dramatically cut our greenhouse emissions. And China is going to do the same thing. Well, maybe not. What the agreement actually is, is that the United States will do this and China will think about it. And they won't even think about it for another 12 years to 2026. And then they might start cutting their emissions if they decide it's in their self-benefit to do it. So the agreement is not an agreement at all. It's a capitulation by the United States. It's a way for Obama to put into his plan and continue with his plan to destroy the American economy. And that's what these new EPA regulations are going to do. They're going to, for example, stop coal mining altogether for all intents and purposes. They're going to strike particularly hard at states like Texas, where most of our utilities, most of our electric plants operate on coal. They're going to make it so expensive for them to operate that they're either going to have to shut down or they're going to have to dramatically increase the cost of electricity as much as 300%, not only in the state of Texas, but in other parts of the country, too. American jobs are going to be lost. We're already losing our jobs to illegals, more of who are pouring across the border every day. More American jobs are going to be lost. Obama's going to continue to fight the Keystone Pipeline. He doesn't want us to get energy independence. One of the reasons the price of gasoline is going down right now is because of the fact that we have the technology and are using the technology to get gas or to get oil from our own continent, from North America. And to not only use that oil to lower our gas prices here in this country, but also to make us energy independent and even start exporting oil and making money for the people of the United States. Obama's adamantly trying to shut that down. So that's another reason for the so-called treaty, the climate change agreement with China, which, by the way, is a treaty, but Obama has no plans to submit that to the Senate for ratification. He's just going to implement it. Just like he is now saying... And this is something else that flies in the face of the Constitution. Obama is now saying that he does not have to submit the small arms treaty that he had John Kerry sign on behalf of the United States, the United Nations Small Arms Treaty. He doesn't have to submit that, according to his people, to be ratified by the United States Senate. Now, the Constitution is clear. In Article 2, the president is authorized to sign treaties and to implement them if he has two-thirds of the United States Senate agreeing and ratifying what he's done. Obama's people are coming out and saying 
that no, Obama can go ahead and implement this treaty. He can allow the United Nations to start confiscating guns and shutting down manufacturers in this country to prohibit the import of certain weapons. He can allow all that to be done. He can have Interpol enforce it. He can have U.N. troops from other countries come and enforce it, I guess. Whatever. They're saying that Obama has the right to implement and enforce a small arms treaty starting on Christmas Eve of this year without ratification of the United States Senate. That what the Constitution really means, according to them, and this flies in the face of 250 years of constitutional actions by the Senate, by the President, uh, court interpretations, according to them, what the Constitution really means is that Obama can implement the treaty, and the only way he can be stopped is if two-thirds of the Senate come in and order him to stop implementing the treaty. That's turning the Constitution on its head. Once again. And that's what Obama seems to be best at, is turning the Constitution on its head, or trying to. So we're in a constitutional crisis. Actually, we've been in one for, for a number of years. But it's coming to a head. And tomorrow night, what happens tomorrow night, in the aftermath of what happens... It's going to be critical. The Congress of the United States has to do something. When the new Congress takes office in January, they cannot just sit on their hands and wring their hands and complain. Shutting down the government a short period of time, that doesn't do any good. It's not been effective. They have to take some effective action. They have to take effective action against Obama himself. And that means impeachment. I'll be updating my articles of impeachment and putting them on the uh, my website, www.michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. Please encourage people to go to that website and read my blog. You can also email me and ask me to put you on the mailing list, my email list, so you'll be notified whenever I post an article on my blog. I don't inundate you with articles. You're not going to get one every day. You're not even going to get one every week. But I'll write about something when it's important and I have the time to do it, and I'll post it there. You can send me an email, and you can let me know if you want me to notify you. Nobody else has access to my email list. I don't do forwards. I strictly will let you know when I post a new article on the blog. Also, if you're a veteran out there, and I know I haven't talked for a while about the veterans' cases, that's because we're still trying to raise the money to file some more lawsuits. We have a lot of more information. In the meantime, we're working on cases administratively. We're preparing memorandums. We're preparing letters. We're preparing things to help veterans out in fighting to maintain their Second Amendment rights and to keep from being declared incompetent by the federal government and told they can no longer handle their own financial affairs and no longer own a firearm. That's going on. If you would like to donate to us, go to usjf.net. You can find out how to donate to us. If you're a veteran or if you're an attorney and you want to help with the fight of the veterans or if you're a member, you work for the VA and you want to give me some insider information, I've had that happen already, then email me at Michael at usjfmail.net. That's michael at usjfmail.net. 
and let me know. You'll hear back from me or my assistant about what we can do to help you if you're a veteran. But also please consider donating. We have a lot out there we need to do. And by the way, with Christmas coming up, I consider ordering copies of my Constitution, my booklet, Our Constitution, where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, and I post them as originally written, and I make my comments about what they really mean. A lot of people order these stocking stuffers. We had tremendous influx in orders about this time last year. A lot of people order them in bulk just to give out to friends and relatives. Some order one copy just to, to put it in their pocket. You can go to www.constitution.jigsy and .com, and you can find out how to order, what the cost of orders are, and how you can order in bulk if you want to order them to give out to schools or that sort of thing. So you can also go to my website, michaelconnelly.jigsy.com, and find out how to order copies of my book for Christmas, books for Christmas gifts. The one about my father's unit, World War II, the Mortarman, continues to be one of the top the top 2% of sales or top 1% of sales of e-books on Amazon, and the paperback version is selling very well. My patriotic novel, Ama Yedley, which the liberals have learned to hate so so badly that uh, they're doing all kinds of comments about it on Amazon, that uh, Ama Yedley, A Story of America, is also available as an e-book and is selling very well, both the e-book and paperback. And then I've got my book, The Riders in the Sky, The Ghosts and Legends of Philmont Scout Ranch, which you can order through my website, and my, America's Liveliest Ghost, all of my books are available to order through my website and my blog. Again, that's michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. And uh, everybody, keep up the fight. Keep getting people to listen to this show. Keep getting people to read my blog. Contact me if you have something you want me to talk about. And since next week, we're pretty much going to be taking the week off. Uh, I want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving, and uh, let's look forward to taking our country back. Thank you. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.